Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. And tonight I have special guest host, Jimmy. You know, he's a, a entrepreneur with his own business, so sometimes things can be tough and he has to work over. But tonight I have co-hosting with me, the one and only from The Chasing Tide, also on Paddle and Finn, our saltwater show, Dustin Nichols. How you doing, man? All hanging in there, man. Just, uh... Wrapping up a long weekend of night shifts and throwing a, mixing a tournament in between and all that good stuff. Got some days off lined up. My son's birthday this this weekend coming up, so uh, take advantage of a few vacation days. I don't have to go back to work until Sunday. So there you go. Uh, the wind I, is uh, <laughs> it, going it has to slow down. This is one of the windiest springs in in in, in uh, on the Texas coast. I've I've seen it since I've been here. Mm, some of the old salts are saying it's the windiest in over 30 years so yeah the wind yeah. is blowing and blowing and blowing will not stop <laughs> man i'll tell you what i've seen your videos you've been uh you've been pedaling and torquedoing around that new nar the nar, hottest pack around right now yeah i've got it i've got it rigged up pretty good it's pretty easy to uh rig the foot control um steering in that thing it's got a little kick out so it's pre-molded into the the kayak itself uh i mean it took me less than an hour to run the tubing and the the, the i did stainless cables and rigged up the foot control 90 degree yak attack mounts and uh it doesn't get in the way of the uh, in-hole rod storage and everything it's good to go man it's uh i just got a few adjustments for the trim and stuff just to kind of dial in and yeah. i think we'll be good to go that tri-track that they have on there that that really is like just amazing I, it's crazy it took that long for somebody to come out with that it's, it's pretty neat you can rig all different directions. You can recess your uh, your cables and stuff from your graphs, electronics, your lights. You could put LED light strips in there and have like wow. cool, like strobes, like dance floor, dance party, if you want. To. <laughs> no. There you go. Getting, that, getting carried away there, but no, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty neat yeah that kind of stuff in the Bay Area. The, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Yes, sir. But all right, uh, all tonight right. we well, thanks for being on with me, man. Yeah, I'm man, sure. no problem. Thanks for asking. No uh, tonight we have on the. I mean. I don't know. I, it seems like been doing this for three years now, and this might be the, like the last person 
I've had, you know, you have like a list of people you want to have on, have mm-hmm. had everybody on except for this man right here. And happy to happy is able to, to come on show with us. And here he is, Gene Jensen, the flute master. Luke How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Yeah, I guess so. I've got them big, nice trophies in the back. <laughs> no, Finally no. got some hardware. <laughs> yeah, those trophies are legit, too. I, I mean, Bass has, like, the killer sharp ones, and the Hobie ones are great, but I don't know. It's it's hard to beat those KBF ones. Man, yeah, Catch makes them, and, and yeah. they're freaking sweet. I mean, the, the main body of that is four catch boards that are all laser etched with sponsors and that kind of stuff. It's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do a mighty fine job of that, Duke, and all them over there at Catch. Yeah, yep. you know, quality boards and definitely quality trophies for sure. Yep, <laughs> no yep. doubt. Cool. Well, uh, Gene, if people somehow don't know who you are, can you just tell them who you are? I guess. Well, my name is Gene Jensen. I've got a YouTube channel called Fluke Master. Um, don't fault me for the name. I, it it was a it was an early early two is two thousand three name I made up for the forums back in the day. So I've been involved with social media and that kind of stuff since about that time. So, and it kind of stuck, but, uh, I've got YouTube channel and, and fluke master across the board on all social medias, uh, including some new ones that already people don't even know about yet. Um, and, uh, and yeah, dude, it's, I love to fish. I love to teach people how to fish. Uh, my God given call, calling is, is to teach people how to fish. And, uh, and so that's that's my goal. Well, I'm sure, you know, I know I'm sure Dustin, too. But me, I don't know how many hundreds of hours I've spent on YouTube watching your videos. It, it's It's got to be weird. Like I, I know on social media, I'll meet somebody. I mean, just from doing this and, uh, you know, it doesn't have nearly a reach that you've had. And I'll meet somebody and they, you know, it's kind of like they they've spent so much time listening that they kind of feel like they know me. Man, it's, it's it's always weird to me. I can't imagine how many times that happens to you. People feel like they've watched so many of your shows. It has to be like like they think they're friends, and you're like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> anyway, I, I had some bike, bikers pull up next to me as I'm, wa- I'm walking out of the rest out of my breakfast restaurant, and and uh, one of them had seen my truck and he jumped out, and he was a huge fanboy. He was about six foot three, 250, 260. <laughs> oh, hell's angels. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's all fanboying on me. But what what gets me is when people hear my voice and, they're, and they recognize my voice from a distance, and then they come and I'm like, that is just, that freaks me out. I'm just, <laughs> it, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's not the reason I do it, but I, I call it a side effect to what I do. Yeah. And it's always, I've always known that it, it would, even in the beginning that that could be a possibility if it was to take off, but it's one of those things where, you know, again, my goal is just to teach people. I want to reach one person at a time and go from there. So. And so, something else we all have in the common, we were, we all served in the military. You were in yep. the army and Justin in the Marines and me, you know, in the air force, if, if you can call that the military, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, yep. but I was thinking that there might be something to that. Like people who were in the military for, for the percent of people that have been in the military and the odds of all three of us having being on show at the same time and having been in the military, there's got to be something to that. that yeah, I was, in the, I was in the Air Force too. No oh, worry. Oh, okay. yeah, I was. I was. A, I had a fake name and rank so I could be on the Hawaii Air Force soccer team. Wow! Because <laughs> I was a goalkeeper and and a dang good one. I played. Uh, I, I played. 
all the way up to professional level before I got I went and joined the army. So what year wow. was that? Okay. And that was I was in the army from '96 to '02. Okay, so I'm guessing it was probably were you you '99? Yeah, I was at, I was at a uh, Tripler and then went oh, to Schofield. I was at X-ray tech. And got to know some guys because I used to go to Hickam and eat all the time. I got that's to where to I know went, some... dude. I was at yep. Kanye Marine Corps Air Station for three years. All I did is surf on my lunch breaks, and I would oh, go yeah. to the dining facility because our chow yeah. hall was crap. Marine Corps, yeah, chow exactly, good. exactly. And I so, go yeah, skate, that's the skate park at Hickam and go eat <laughs> at the food. <laughs> yep. So they made me in order to be able to play for them. They made me a fake rank and name. I've got a trophy around here somewhere that says you know, has an Air Force and so on and so forth. Thought it's hilarious. Oh, so no, I wasn't in the Air Force, but yes, I was. <laughs> I was I was in the same time, but I, I never got Hawaii. I tried. Yeah, was, yeah. I went gotta, through there a couple times, but you got to volunteer to go to Korea, and then they think you're crazy, and then they send you to Hawaii. That's not, that's my excuse. I was in Korea for two years. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. I tried to go Hawaii and got Korea. That's funny. I got yeah. some Okinawa time. And that's about it, and yeah. some of the other stuff. I was in '89 and '93. Oh, okay. So, yes, sir. Yeah, good stuff over there. I love Hawaii. <laughs> All right, so the the reason we're having y'all on is you won the KBF uh, on Laurel River Lake in Kentucky. Never even, it's crazy. I'm in Alabama. I've never even heard of that place. Can you kind of give us a a rundown of what it is and how it lays out? Well, I didn't hadn't heard of it before it was announced. Um, It's a it's on the Cumberland River. Okay. And so, and but it's way up the Cumberland River, Um, and it's a Highland Reservoir. So I'm sitting, the weirdest thing, I'm sitting three quarters of the way back a creek in 110 feet of water pitching to the bank. You know, it's just the weirdest. I just, I'm not good at those kind of lakes. I, I was not looking forward to fishing it at all. Um, and so, yeah, it's super clear in most places. They'd had quite a bit of rain before, prior to us getting there. So it, it in there. In their terms, locals' terms, it was muddy. I could see <laughs> two feet. <laughs> That's pretty okay. good. Some places, and I was like, "Whatever, shut up." <laughs> so, so yeah, it was a it was a really cool reservoir. It it didn't have a whole lot of bait fish. Um, it's a Corps of Engineer Lake. We'll talk a little bit more about that um, as we go along if I get an opportunity. But uh, but so it wasn't a super healthy lake um, oh. uh, for numbers wise because the core it. The Corps of Engineers, their lakes are all flood control. They don't care about the fishing and whatever happens, happens. And and so, and that was part of my, actually part of my game plan going into day one and day two was what was happening at the time. So, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool lake. It, it, and, uh, and it's got smallmouth and largemouth and spotted bass in it. Okay. And, and you can find largemouth and smallmouth in the same spots. And, and it's just, you know, just pretty neat. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Get the slam. Yep. It looks like but the, uh, I'll go over the numbers here. And we also invited Tim Isaacs on, but he didn't have Aaron at where he's staying at and helping out his mom. So, uh, so yeah. he wasn't able to be on with us, but we did invite him. Um, uh, day one, Tim Isaacs won that one with 86 and a quarter. You were in second with 84 and a quarter. Um, and then Eric Cormick with 83. Day two, you came back and won that with 84 and a half. Tim with 82 and Todd with William Stunts with also with 82 in third place. And then you ended up winning the Pro Series with 168 and three-quarter. Jimmy McClurkin with 162 and three-quarter. And the man himself, Jody Queen, with 157. So, yeah, second, first, and first. That's uh, I guess that's why you got three trophies in the back back there. But. 
yeah they're there somewhere yeah, that, that weekend did not suck so it no, sounds like it was it was you know not the best fishery but somewhere different that's interesting you yep. know somewhere that that's definitely cool but uh but yeah the numbers at least for the people at the top did well so it wasn't too too bad i guess but no. it's it's always a little deceiving whenever you see the people at the top and then you see the people at the bottom you know you don't usually look down there but <laughs> but, but yeah tell us about your practice uh the practice was okay i kind of my my last four tournaments have been horrible i mean i did okay down in florida in one turn one of the trail series and that kind of stuff but i just i would get in my head too easy and i i would and at gunnersville i know how to find the mega school so i found the mega school in gunnersville well the day before the tournament they finished spawning and they were gone uh, Murray, I found the mega school on a, on a rock pile and, and the night of the tournament, it warmed up enough for them to move up and they moved off of that spot and they were gone. Mm. And so I told myself with this tournament, I'm going to hit every boat ramp that I can in two days and I'm going to go fishing and try to get an idea of what part of the lake fits me the best. And, and so, um, I did that. I just was running and gunning, you know, motor guide on high, just going and uh and throwing all kinds of stuff the, my biggest search bait was a bull glide uh, oh, okay. old, old eight inch bull shad bull glide or whatever the size is i think yeah. i think it is an eight inch just to look yeah. at them to get them to come yeah up. i just yeah. wanted to see them yeah. you know whether they come up and hit it or not the smallest fish i saw actually was the only one that hit the bait uh they but they would come up out of the trees there was flooded timber back in pockets and that kind of stuff they'd come up and they'd look at it and they'd go back down i just wanted to see what quality of fish were in the area and we do that on Chickamauga with glide baits, you know, and that kind of stuff all the time. Um, and so I kind of kept track of that. And then the ones I caught, I measured, made sure I keep, kept track of what, what size they were. Um, but really going into day one, uh, you know, well, I found out in practice that there was a shad spawn going on uh, because my lazy butt got up the last day of practice early and got out on the water because every other day I don't. And that's stupid of me. But, uh, but I got up and I, I actually got out on the water and noticed a shad spawn. Um, and so that changed a little bit of my, my game plan about where, you know, what I'm going to do in whatever area I choose. Um, there was a bass spawn going on. Um, and Monday, the Monday before the tournament is when I showed up. I fished for a couple hours. The lake was way high. And from Monday to Saturday, it dropped two and a half to three feet. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the Corps of Engineers dunked it. And so the reason I, I say that is because Monday, the bass, the largemouth were spawning. They laid eggs Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, the lake started to fall and the females moved out and the males were guarding the beds and the water left the beds and the eggs died. But the males were still on the bank all the way through Saturday through the tournament on Saturday, the males were on the bank and they were guarding the, their, their nest waiting for uh fry to hatch, you know, and they never hatched. And so that's why you see a lot of 14, 15s and 16s on the board is because the fish that were shallow were those males that were waiting for fry that weren't going to come around. And then Saturday they backed or backed out. So, you know, and, and that, and I told the, um, the guys that, uh, at um in in kentucky the, the guys that were um part of the city or whatever the city that we did on corbin kentucky i told them that i said look the corps of engineers killed one full bass spawn and the shad spawn 
only shad eggs that are going to going to survive are going to be the ones that are on the floating docks. And there's only two marinas with floating docks and no other docks on the lake. Hmm. And so if they had just waited 48 hours to drop the lake, none of that would have happened. And so this year's, you know, and, and it's just sad to see, but you, you can't get the government to, to care. Uh, yeah. We've done that with Clarks Hill and I've done that with a bunch of other lakes that I've been, been on. Clarks Hill, I fished for 15 years. And in the beginning of a meeting of the Corps Engineers, the first thing they're going to tell you is we don't care about the fishing and we don't want to talk about it. And so that's just something we deal with here in the South with Corps of Engineer Lakes. And that lake, is it of uh, power generation also? There is a dam. I don't know okay. if it's a power generating dam. I really didn't pay much attention, but I would imagine it would be. Probably would be. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yeah, 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 it's pretty large. Yeah, but I, that was amazing, though. That's the first time I've ever seen the males guard those beds for five to six days waiting for fry to show up, and they just kept going down and going down, you know. They would back off as the as the water, uh, the water going. And I caught all my fish on day one on the fluke. And uh, of course, <laughs> well, I haven't flown thrown one in two years, maybe three. And uh, and so I, I saw them shallow. And matter of fact, I'll show you. I don't know if that was one of your questions about what baits I was using, but yeah, of course. When you when I'm talking about a fluke and the way I rig it for shallow fast jerking and and that kind of stuff. I'm really, really specific. And I actually made a video the day before or filmed a video the day before about it. And, um, and it'll be out here probably next week, but I, I throw it on a medium fast action bait caster and it's a weightless fluke, uh, 15 pound test fluorocarbon all the way to the leaders fluorocarbon. And then a, a high speed reel. This is an eight one to one, uh, uh, 13 fishing Z slide. It's got those Z bearings that make it really smooth, really easy to cast light baits. Um, but the swivel is a number five. Okay. Let me, let me change the settings on my camera real quick. Hold on a second. It'll help you. All right. So the swivel, did it do it? I didn't hit the right button. I just turned myself off. There we go. All right. So did it do it again? There we go. There you go. All right. So the swivel is a number five. Okay. And then I have a 14 to 16 inch leader. It's going to take a second. I turned off my, my auto focus. Give me a second. man's high tech he's got better equipment than i do i know and it usually works great yeah well yeah you live stream a lot too 
Yeah, I do. I do. So I just got to figure out what I did wrong because <laughs> I was hitting a button I couldn't see. Oh, it's okay. There we go. There, there you go. go. All right. So 14 to 16 inch leader. I don't go any longer because that, that swivel will actually impart action in the fluke as it's falling. And then um, a Gamagatsu EWG. These are the G Finesse light wire ones. They're G Finesse EWGs. And um, and that also makes it a lot easier to set the hook. If you use a standard EWG out of a kayak with a medium, you know, medium power rod, you're rarely going to ever get a really good hook set in that fish. And and that's critical. Now, if you look, you see a little white dot. Let me get it to focus on my fingers real quick. All right. You see that, that black dot in here? Yeah. On the flute, that's a tungsten nail weight that I've cut. And I cut it just perfect to where it fits at an angle going towards the head, from the back towards the head this way. And I actually put it in before I put the hook in. I put it in this way. And that's all on the video. But what this does is it causes that flute that when you're jerking it, it's, you'll jerk it and it'll make really long, really wide darts. And then when you pause it, it'll pause on the upswing. It'll hesitate. And then it'll start to fall and spiral down. And the reason it turn, starts to spiral is that that swivel is pulling it that direction, pulling it into that spiral. If that leader's longer, it, it won't spiral. If it's shorter, it will just fall straight down. And so this is from many, many years of playing around with these things. But uh, but so that I, I tried it different ways and things like that. That spiral, that hesitation and spiral triggered every single bite that i had on day one and they would eat it i mean straight up eat it and then it's just a matter of just setting the hook hard and, and bringing them in um i covered the bank i probably caught 25 fish or actually 22 fish if i remember correctly on my on my counter um and the big smallmouth that i caught i caught on a shaky head which was a warlock uh a yeah, missile baits warlock. And I love this thing, but I don't love it with trick worms. It's just for some reason I have a hard time getting a hook set with a warlock head on a trick worm. So I dug through my box and I'm, my bag and I'm like, uh, I'm looking for it. And I had the swamp crawlers and green pumpkin. And I dipped the tail in JJ's magic chartreuse and I started throwing it wasn't missing any fish and it was just great so in the afternoon when the sun got up i'd move out on a point on longer points and i'd throw, start throwing that thing around and live scoping fish and uh and day one i, I caught that big smallmouth, um 18 and something i can't remember how big she was uh literally right behind a bass boat the bass boat was there mm -hmm. throwing an alabama rig and i just waited for him to leave and when he left i pulled in and came in right behind him through shaky head caught that thing broke my prototype rod i had a 13 fishing prototype that we were testing out super super lightweight uh, medium medium power uh, um spinning rod and fought that thing in on the on one guide and got it in so that was no that was no fun <laughs> but uh ran back to the truck um changed out rods i wasn't too far from the ramp it was about 15 minute run to the ramp put it on the trailer and went to my next spot and put in at a marina and uh then it just gets crazy i started bank fishing and so this will be on a video on the video i put it put the boat in and in kbf you can get out and fish out of the bank as long as you launch your kayak 
So I launched my kayak and I went all the way around the marina, which is about a half a mile run uh, because that marina was huge. Went all the way around the backside and tied my kayak up to one of the docks on the marina so I could see it from where I was going to fish. Because down in this one, uh, off of this one embankment, right in front of the, the marina offices, was a bunch of those males guarding fake beds. Mm. And uh, I had seen them, a couple other competitors had seen them, but they didn't think about going and catching them during tournament day because they wouldn't let you put a boat, get a boat into that stretch of bank, but they'd let you bank fish. Now, I went into the office. I said, hey, do you guys let anybody bank fish over there? And they're like, yeah, no problem. It's no big deal. So I'm like, good. Wow. So that's why I swung over there. So I'm sitting 15 of fish, 15 feet above these fish. And the biggest one was, I thought over 20 inches because of that height and stuff like that. A little bit of, a little yeah. bit of growth flipped in, uh, couldn't catch her on a rage bug flipped, switched over to a Z man. Um, uh, Oh, what's their straight tail. Um, gosh, almighty, it's mag fatty or yeah, the fatty. I just had fatties. I didn't have any mag fatties. Switched over to a flat fatty, threw in their second cast. This thing bit. I set the hook, and then I'm sitting here looking down a riprap 15 feet deep, wondering how in the heck I'm going to get this fish out. <laughs> and so between me and her was, or me and the fish, was a, a an area that was just dirt and gravel. So here goes Gene, big old fat guy, sliding down on his butt with 15 <laughs> people on the dock watching. Sliding down on my butt, reeling, chesty, chesty cam going, and I reached down and lifted her and climbed back up the the hill and and went over to the kayak and measured her and uh, i did that a second time i caught another one about 16 inches um and those both were critical for that first day in kbf do you have to go back to the kayak to the kayak has to be in the picture yeah and so i just go back sit down on my kayak and do what i gotta do you know so well it's it's worth it though it worked oh yeah Oh yeah, totally. I wished it was 20 inches though. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was a little disappointed, but, uh, but then went out and I caught a couple of more, but that was, that was day one. It was a lot of fun, but, uh, I've, I've got a bunch of questions. <laughs> like yeah, I, I usually don't throw a fluke that much because of the hookup ratio for me has always been so low, but you saying that lighter wire hook makes that, that makes all kind of sense. How do you choose your colors? That's, I mean, it, you had a white, what, a white ice there? White ice. I see people throw pink and white and white ice and black, uh, Guillermo won Pickwick on a black one, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand color selection whenever it comes to flukes. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? If I'm fishing a farm pond, I'm throwing watermelon red or, or green pumpkin. And if I'm fishing any other lake, it's white ice. It's just, there you go. I throw white ice and, and I might have a pearl if I don't have a white ice, but I'm always, yeah. you know, so it's, I'm, I'm not real picky into colors. I usually am more picky about action. I want to see the bait. I want to see the, I'm going to fish it to where I can see the fish grab the bait. Um, because I work it to, you know, in a way where if I don't see the bait, I'm going to miss the fish 99% of the time. Because of the swivel. Yeah. Just because of the swivel. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, that was and actually that led into day two too because they weren't hitting the fluke in day two too but it was pretty you know that was a that's the biggest thing is and oh and another thing is make sure your flukes are straight you know you get them in the in the package and they've been crammed up stuff like that well one you of boil. my older fluke videos I, I showed how you boil water and you dip I've them in there it, yeah. yep and I did that to two packs of flukes before the tournament straighten them up and then set up in my my rooftop tent. Uh, putting tungsten weights in each each one of them in one bag 
so I didn't have to do it on the tournament. So ready definitely saves time. What um, target depth were you doing? Were you using uh, throwing that fluke in? You know, two to four foot somewhere around there. Yeah, I I was actually looking for um, a a a, a type of bank, an angle. I wanted it. I didn't want it to be too flat between the bank and the drop off. Okay. So I wanted it to be you know five to six, maybe seven feet. Any more than that, there weren't any fish there. And so I stayed in those, I would say 45 degree banks that went up and had a little, little top on them. And those bass were up in those tops. There were trees in the water the first day, just barely. And they'd be up under those trees in practice. Those trees were way in the water and there you could flip in there and catch fish. But the water just kept dropping. I mean, lots of inches every night. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead and tell us about your day two because you you got on a shad spawn, right? Yep. Day two was very interesting. Um, I I went to the marina that I put in the second day, you know, at the end of the day or about noonish. I went and put in that marina. I said, you know what? I kind of know the area that I want to fish of the lake. I'm going to, and it's about 30 minutes away or something. I was like, I'm going to put my motor guide on high. And I'm going to run for 30 minutes because we've got that 30 minute window between launch and cast. And then I'm just going to stop and fish. And I ran 30 minutes and I stopped and there's this little Creek arm to the North of me. And, uh, it w- and I was like, I can cover that Creek arm about two and a half hours. I said, let me, let me go in there and, and start throwing. And when I'm covering water, I can only cast to my left. I'm horrible with hook sets and casting and accuracy to my right when I'm actually standing up in my kayak with the motor going. I can do it, but I'm just a lot better to my left. So I started on the left side and I threw a fluke a few times and I was like, you know what? It's too dark. I can't see my fluke. I'm not going to be able to get a hook set. So I grabbed a greenfish tackle swim jig uh, in, I guess this is like glimmer blue and and it had a, a, a Z-Man um, paddle tail on it that just matched. And I'm like, oh, that'll work. And I so I grabbed it, started throwing it and got bit right away. And got bit again and got bit again. I had my limit before 6.30. Tournament started at 6. And mm-hmm. and so and that big one, that big smallmouth was my fourth fish. And uh, I just was throwing it. And I was like, man, they're really hitting this. Well, um, the big one was fun. But I lost one about the same size right after that in the same area. And that would have been, that would have closed it early. Um, so because of that, I had to grind a little bit more. But um you know, with a swim jig, you've got a positive hook set. It's real, you know, you're not going to lose a whole lot of fish. But I, as the sun got up, I started throwing the fluke and I had two small bass come up and just go and spit it right back out. Just suck it in and spit it out. And that told me to put the fluke down. I was like, I'm done. I'm just going to park it and keep fishing the, the swim jig. And so I fished the swim jig, caught several more. Um, the creek arm probably wasn't the best. That creek arm was a good choice for the fish, but for the shad spawn, it ended early because of the sun angle, and the sun hit most of that creek pretty quick. Um, so I swung out and got went to a, one of the points that were where the river swung up against the point, and I'm sitting in 125 foot of water throwing up to 12, and uh, and I'm I've come up and I and oh oh I had my fluke on the, I had my fluke out on this one too because I went to make a cast and my fluke hit my camera in the back and wow. here's a big bird's nest Whew. and I'm like crap so I start picking it out and as I pick it out a school of giant smallmouth start jumping up next to me and I'm like all right what am I gonna do now 
And so I just watched them while I'm picking out this bird's nest because I had fluke in the water. I had water lying all over me. So that was a lost opportunity. But I ended up catching a couple on a shaky head off of that point and then just kind of grinded the rest of the day. Um, I needed one more big one, you know, 16-inch plusser. Um, why am I so blurry? There we go. I don't know what's going on with my focus. There. Um, but uh, but I needed one more 16-plus incher to catch back up and to, to pull ahead. And I went along this on the same creek right straight across from the point where I caught that big smallmouth later in the day. There was a, a long point that stuck that was kind of at an odd angle, but it, it went straight out towards the mouth of the creek. And I and I went along that point with with live scope and I saw a stump with one fish on it. And I threw and it was about 12 and a half feet deep. I threw my shaky head out, drug it up there and I just felt the thunk, and it just started to swim off. And that was that other big one that, that closed it. And um, single fish. Yeah, yeah just single fish. On stump. Yeah. You know, and, and then after that, it was all 14, you know, sub 14 inches just kind of messing around on points. Then it got too hot and I was miserable and. <laughs> and and it was time to go. It was about an hour left in the tournament. I had lost all focus, um, just from from sweating to death. But uh, it heated up pretty pretty good. Yeah, the wind together. completely died, and it was in order to get any wind, I had to turn that motor guide on high and just run around and oh, wow. <laughs> run from point to point. <laughs> what was and the water the, the, in boat, the areas you were in? Yeah, the boat traffic got crazy too. Yeah. But to, to you know. I knew that area was going to be good because I had pre-fished south of that a little bit, and there was a lot of fish in the the, the longer creek. But I ha- I thought that Tim Isaacs had fished that creek the first day, so I didn't go down it. Um, I, I I didn't, I, and he hadn't, but one of the other competitors had, so I, I still didn't go down that creek. Um, but it was fun, man. I I just, you know, it. I had been beating myself up over the last you know three tournaments gunnersville yeah. gunnersville was horrible and and that's your jam too i'm yeah, that's my lake dude yeah. it's it's my lake and uh and i was on i mean amazing fish on gunnersville i was catching 20s multiple 20s every day on this big flat and then i left it alone for two days but just would go back and check it and shake fish off and they were there you know, I had, I had a uh, Corey Dreyer pulled up next to me. He's like, dude, is this really that good of a spot? Cause I was guarding it my the, the whole eight hours of the last practice. I didn't let anybody fish it, not even bass boats. And I'm like, yeah, dude, make three or four casts and shake them off. And he made four casts and got three bites and they were all good ones. And, uh, and so they were there. And then first day of, of the tournament, they were done spawning. They were gone. And it, yeah. this, the flat was so close to the Creek channel, which was so close to the river channel they didn't it didn't take them long to get going so Hmm. i was grinding for males the whole day and i just i now it sucked (laughs) so to do something do it do good at this tournament it was good and this was a tournament like i said and it was kind of an odd tournament because it had been added about two months ago um and so uh not a lot of people heard about it not a lot of people had to take off work to go do it um but uh but it was fun man it was a good tournament well, it got you turned around, place yep. you've never been before, and I'm sure your season to go better from here. You're, you're yeah. too, good ang- too, too good angler to, you know, to have that many bad events in a row. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm going to Utah to fish against uh, Cody next month. Or uh, Co- oh my goodness, Cayman. Uh, Cayman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Gonna Cayman, go fish he, against him. He's legit, man. Dude, yeah, he's legit. 
Young little guy. So, he's got the yeah. best name in kayak fishing. Yeah, him and Hanley, man. Hanley, Cody. Him Hanley. and Hanley. I told Hanley I was going to go over there and slash his tires and get it, it all. Pine over. View, right? Do what? It's a Pine Pine View Reservoir. Yeah, Pine View Reservoir. That's another one I never even knew existed. That one myself. Uh, yeah, it's a little. It's a haul, but uh, definitely look at that one. I saw that Laurel River Laurel River pop up on the schedule, and I was just like. I never even heard of it. Like you were talking yep. about earlier, I was like, man, where in the world is this place? And I looked at it in Kentucky and I was like, eh, I don't know if I can make that one. Or not. <laughs> well, my, my oldest son, Jake lives in Provo. So I'm, I'm oh, going okay. out there mainly to, you know, to see him and be able to fish a tournament at the same time, be able to ride it off, um, you know, right off the travel. Have you ever been there before? Uh, not to Pineview. I've been out. I mean, my mom and dad are from Brigham city, Utah, and that's where my family's from. Oh, so okay. yeah, I've been, I've been out there many, many times growing oh, up. Beautiful. So I love it out there. But I, if there was a place that had Southern hospitality and Utah weather, I, it'd be the perfect place to live. I hear you. No doubt. <laughs> Get rid of this heat and humidity. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's getting hot this week, too. I'm like, yeah, this this spring's been so nice and so, like, the weather's been so good. And this week yep. is going to be the heat. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yes, yep. We live down here. Well, I mean, we don't even live where Dustin lives. It gets real hot down there in Texas. Yeah, we're having mid-90s already. It's one of the hot Mays. We had one about three years ago where you had like 15 days that hit 100 in May. Normally, you have a hot May, then the rest of the summer isn't quite near as bad. So hopefully that's how it's going to pan out. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> there we go. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, congrats on the tournament. I don't, I don't know. What else say besides that? You went there, you sacked him up, and you got the all three trophies, and now you're back at the house. I like it. Yep. Yep. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Tiring, but it was a lot of fun. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Cool. Definitely made and, the angler to your points interesting too. <laughs> it did, it did, because I had stopped paying attention to it because I was so down on myself. I was like, I don't even care anymore. But uh, yeah, it did kind of, kind of put a screw in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. I can KBF is that. just three events in the national championship, right? And yeah, then, I think so. Yeah, or the Trail Series Championship. That's like double points, or I, I don't know. 
something like that. Yeah, I don't really pay much attention to it till yeah. it's about to start. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things change, and that, that's something we're going to address here in the next year's the changes. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, man, we appreciate you being on. Thank you, and congrats on the tournament. Right, one more time, tell everybody where they can find you. They can find me on uh, Facebook, on uh, Instagram, on Snapchat, on TikTok, on YouTube as Flukemaster. Um, and there's a new one called Be Real that you can find me on too. Be Real. Uh, it, but Be real. yeah, it's, it's, I'm just playing around with it. I always try to jump on the, on first, one, yeah. you know, save my name and then kind of mess around with it to see what's going on and, and see whether it's worth my, my time. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. Um, the biggest thing is, is that dude, if you know anybody that, that wants to learn the basics and, and gets overwhelmed with bass fishing and, all the baits and the tackle, the stuff at the tackle stores and things like that. I got a really good playlist called just for beginners. And you just send them there and just say, Hey, watch this. I don't know how many videos it is, but watch them. And uh, that's my pride and joy. It's one of those that has helped thousands of people learn how to fish. And it's also a good one to go get, get caught up with stuff. May you may have forgotten or take advantage, you know, take, yep. yeah. Yeah. Simple, simple Texas rig stuff, that kind of stuff. And it starts with the bare bones basics. When I make my videos, I always keep in mind a single mom standing in a tackle store, scared to death to ask Bubba to help her uh, and has this little boy or little girl that wants to learn how to fish. And that's, that's who I, that that's who I make my videos for, yeah. you know, and, uh, and people who just have no clue. So I keep them bare bone basics. Um, my God given talent is being able to talk to people and not talk down to people. You know, I just love to teach and uh, and and share what I learn because I started all this because I didn't know anything and I wanted to you know give me an excuse to learn stuff and I started this because I had a bunch of Boy Scouts that wanted to learn how to fish um, and YouTube was brand new it was just a free place to put videos and I made videos for them so they could learn and uh, look at it now good gosh <laughs> yeah. but but yeah it's I'm easy to find real easy to find and and. A real easy, you know, if you leave me a message, I'll get to you as soon as I can. And, and I'm really good at answering questions and that kind of stuff. So awesome. Well, thank you. And I, I personally can't tell you how many videos I've watched and how much I've learned from me from. So thank you for being on show and just thank you for the videos. Yeah, Sorry, man. I appreciate it. Man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it big time. I'm a big fan of, Pat, of paddling fin. I really appreciate it. So yeah. thank you. Well, good luck at your next tournament and hopefully we'll have you on again for long. All right, man. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jane. All right. Later. All right. So let's go over his few other tournaments. We had a bunch of them. It's that time of the year. Gene also won the Dakota Lithium Power Pay as well. I don't – the Power Pay. I don't know what it is, but I like it. I meant to say yeah, that, too. Some extra money and some, yeah. some, some good yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. There you go. Nothing wrong with that at all. The kayak bass fishing, Tennessee – uh, number three, they were on seven points. At, that's uh, Percy Priest in Nashville. 41 anglers, three fish limit. First place was Michael Ernest with 49 and a quarter. Shane McIntyre in second with 49 and a quarter. And Sean Staples in third with 47. Queen City, the biggest grassroots trail in the country. Uh, they were on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. 148 anglers. Wow. Four fish limit. <laughs> I love a four fish limit. Uh, the only people that do that, too. Uh, uh, Shetzi Hay, S-H-E-Z-T-I-H-E-U. I'm from Mississippi, and my pronunciations are terrible. I'm sorry. 
First place, uh, 78 and a quarter. Jay Park in second with 77 and a quarter. And then Chris Godwin with 74 and a quarter. And then Delaware Paddle Sports Kayak Fishing Series on the upper Chesapeake. They were in, it, that was in conjunction with the MAKBF Massachusetts yeah, trail. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 50 anglers, five fish. First place, Kenny G, 92 and three quarter. Josh Sims with 92. And then Justin Talbot with 88 and three quarter. And the same turn, same winners for both tournaments, actually. Uh, Bass Nation Kayak Series, Pennsylvania. They were on Pearl, Pralesque Island Smallmouth Slam. That's in Lake Erie. Um, as a few different Perdes Bay, Thompson Bay, and Main Lake of Lake Erie. Two-day tournament, 25 anglers, five fish limit each day. Russell Johnson won that with 181 and a half. Oh, yeah, Team yeah, JK, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Team Jackson. <laughs> Second place, Keaton Volkety with 178 and a quarter, and Tyler Rupert in third with 176 and three quarter. And Mountain State Kayak Anglers, they had their AEP event. And that was the American Electric Power Recreation Land State Park and a Wildlife Preserve Wildlife Area. Brad Richardson first with 53 and a quarter. Jeremiah Whitlow with 53 and a quarter. And Robert Weicker, that guy, with 53 inches. He's always catching them. And Derek Miller got sixth place, but he caught 23. So it's a that's Ooh, special. Nice consolation prize right there. Yeah, especially in Ohio. That's a, no doubt. Yeah, that's a tank that's a, in Ohio. Yeah, that's a true. Sure. That's like a life fish of a lifetime in Ohio. No doubt. Uh, Buckeye Kayak Fish and Trail Tour Series on Delaware Lake. 62 anglers. Joel Now with 73 and a half. Sean Skidmore with 70 and a half. And third place, Tim Crabtree, Crabtree Jr. with 68 and three quarter. Uh, IAC, they were on Okidboji in Iowa. I've heard that place is great. Uh, it was co hosted by the All American Kayak Series. And two-day tournament, 37 anglers. Dave, and listening his weights for Iowa. First place, Jeremy Brandeis with 182.5. as 92.5 plus 90. Wow. Uh, rate for Iowa. <laughs> with Ryan Thompson second with 181 and a quarter. And Jeremiah Burrish with 178 and a half. And All-American Kayak Series also there. Same double dip. Uh, Jeremiah, he got first. Uh, Ch- Chad Davison got second with 181 and three quarter, and Ryan Thompson with 181 and a quarter. So those two guys, yeah, those two guys didn't fish the all the other tournament, but they did fish the All American, or they would have won. They would have got second, third, and both. Come on, oh. Chad Ryan, you got double dip. Double dip it if it's there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a, all of you know the saltwater events. You got to enter all them dang side pots, man. Yeah. Win, lose, or big, or win, lose, or lose big. One of the two. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, New York kayak kayak bass fishing. They were on Atizo Lake, Atisco. There you go. And Marietta, 54 anglers. First place was Nathan Yakuzo with 99 and a half and almost 100 inches in New York, which I mean, they they got good fish up there, but 99 and a half. Ooh, that's stout. Uh, Scott Reynolds second with 96 and third place Brandon Lewis with 95 and a half. So that place Solid. just yeah, I need to go Showing to Lake Francisco. Mm-hmm. Putting that on the list here. Uh, but yeah, man, good show. Really appreciate having Gene on. It was just you know a little bit of a fanboy moment. Getting to see some, it is it is weird seeing somebody like actually talking to somebody that you've watched so much, whether it be on TV or YouTube. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing nowadays. So 
Oh yeah. yeah, and it's like it didn't like he's not just for beginners because I find myself going back and revisiting stuff. You know, just like you said, stuff you might have forgotten, stuff you might have slipped your mind or hadn't used in a while. You go back and get some refreshers. But yeah, but but for him to, you know, how much he's grown over the years, yeah. you know, subscriber wise and all that stuff, his channel's grown so much. It's, it's insane. He he's done a good thing. He, he you know, like you said, he does have a passion for teaching and he does a good job at it. Now, a lot of times I'll go back and watch his videos or Tactical Bassin or whoever it is just to see that one thing. Like I, I'll, like it's a technique I don't throw very often. It's I don't use very often or I haven't used or I've never used. And I want to know the rod power or like him, the little juice things where he's putting clipping off a tungsten weight and putting it in the nose of the, you know, the head of a fluke and doing that. Those little things are the things that give that bait action or. You know, that right hook, that little bit lighter wire hook gives you a better hookup ratio. So sometimes going back and whether you think it's beginner or it's advanced or whatever it is, there's little nuggets in there that that can turn a technique from a good technique to a check, getting a check with a technique. Yes, sir. That's right. No doubt. But man, I appreciate it. Thank you for being on. And Jimmy will be back next week. But appreciate you being here dude yes sir uh, always glad to help out when i can uh yeah. come on well, and you know i like to come in on the, on the i like to go to the dark side to that bass stuff too you know yeah and tell <laughs> man tell, where can people find you oh they can find me on the instagram right there dustin nichols vtx i'm on facebook also have a chasing the tide uh page on facebook that y'all can check out too along with the paddle and fin we always got some stuff going on up there on the instagram and the facebook page here so they share our uh content also and then yeah don't hesitate to go over and listen to chasing the tide that's right it's, it's more saltwater uh specific but hey everybody needs to get down to the coast every now and then some good stuff down there too that's and red, right then redfish have bass tendencies also so if you can catch bass you can come on down and catch redfish yeah but uh and hey if you have some questions about the nar if you can find one holler at dustin he'll uh he, he might have he might know everything about them so yes there you go. i'm excited to be uh hitting the hitting some tournaments in that one coming up here pretty quick yeah that, it's we funny seeing that. everybody's videos just jake harshman he i mean he's he's got hours worth of videos now but uh matt ball's got a bunch of great ones uh, a, lot, a lot of great videos out there already it's it's definitely like been a very very well received kayak yes so. dude it's 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 chugging along pretty good. Matt, Matt, Matt's was a great one with the big rig and the NAR side-by-side comparison. It was definitely pretty cool. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm just excited to be part of that whole process. You know, that's one thing. Coming into kayak fishing and, and uh, you know, being a part of Jackson, I never in a million years thought I would have got, you know, asked to be on a, in the development process of helping with a kayak. You know, it's something that's very rewarding. It's, it's like, wow, I, I got to be on a, part of a team that, that made that awesome boat so you know at midway usa we know the ar-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern american history known for its modularity and widespread use it's often considered essential to any gun collection the essential things you need to run an ar-15 are usually always in stock during shortages things like magazines and 5.56 ammo whether you're looking to buy a new ar-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle log on and for just about everything for the outdoors Shop MidwayUSA.com. It's definitely, it, definitely something that's pretty cool. <laughs> and they should do it again. I mean, they, they made their best, arguably their best pedal kayak ever. I mean, I don't know if you'll ever beat like a Kusa HD or, you know, Kusa right. or some other things for the creeks, but 
I mean, a pedal drive, man, that's, you know, they, they should definitely do it again because y'all, y'all hit a home run. Appreciate it for sure, man. Cool. Thanks well, thanks, everybody. We'll, uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you all again next week. Uh, be safe and wear your PFDs. You. Later. Later. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.